Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you are considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you are already a homeschooler, we are here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we are on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your host, Jifa Andam and Karissa Netimabel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to this episode of Homeschool Conversations Africa. As always, we are pleased that you've chosen to spend this half hour or so with us, and we hope that it will be well worth your time. Today's topic, which is something we should have probably discussed like ages ago because it's such a common topic when it comes to homeschooling. Um, I don't know if any of you is guessing it already, but if you guess socialization, then you guess right. Um, my co-host Carissa is unable to be with us today for very good reasons, um, but I'm going to try to try to along go through this um, on my own. Let's hope, let's hope I do a decent job of it. Um, we're excited to have a friend from Pretoria, South Africa, with us today, uh, Clarinda Sishi. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, I'm not going to say too much about Clarinda at all. I told you she's from South Africa already, and now I'm going to let Clarinda introduce herself. Welcome, Clarinda. Oh, thank you so much. Um, it's such a pleasure for me to be here um, and to be with you and your listeners. So, yes, I am Clarinda. I live in Pretoria, South Africa, and I am a mom of three kids, my oldest. Actually, this month will be his 16th birthday, so people are growing up, um, and my daughter, in second born, is 14, and our youngest um, is 11, and I have been married to my wonderful husband for 18 years. Um, we're going on 18 years um, this year, and yeah, I love um, connecting with families. We've been homeschooling. Um, alongside many, you know, different families over the years, our friendship circles have grown. But it's a pleasure for to connect with families and to really be part of um, this journey called homeschooling. Um, this is our tenth year, um, and I really a joy to um, be growing and not freaking out as much as I was in the beginning. But yeah, I'm really honored to to not just be a mom, but to really grow and learn alongside my kids um yeah so that's me wow thank you thank you for that introduction 18 years married nice <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure a lot of our listeners are praying for that and you said you had a 14 year old girl and an 11 year old boy so i have a 14 year old girl and an 11 year old boy who should definitely oh, well. <laughs> sometime I well, they did. Hey, we timed it well. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Well, thank you for that introduction. So, um, can you tell us how you came about the decision to go to school? 
Um, it was really by, um, we had not thought of homeschooling. Um, we knew some, a few homeschooling families when we got married. But it was when my oldest, who is now about to turn 16, when he was going into, I don't know, where, you know, your listeners, people have grade R in South Africa. It's our reception year. There's kindergarten. Um, there's so many variations to this. Uh, he was about, he was about six. Um, and we, we made a decision to take a year off the normal track we were on. So, We've always wanted to find the best private school for our kids, put them in there and do our best. You know, every parent really actually wants the very best for their kids. And we thought private school was the way to go. And he was in a private school for preschool. And when he entered, he was about to enter um, his his first sort of formal year of schooling. We We were called in with some, you know, concerns about his um, auditory processing, his language. Um, and so we were like, okay, well, we have to do a whole lot of things that were recommended for us to do speech therapy, occupational therapy, this therapy, that therapy. Um, whilst at the same time, he, he was showing signs that he was very, very, um, at that stage, he was already reading. He was very strong in maths. It was just in speaking that he was delayed. And so we actually made the decision to take just one year, just one year to um, go to all the left, right and center things that have been recommended and we will come back in grade one, right? That was the plan. And um, in that year, we really started opening our eyes to the role that we could play Um in our child's life because we were advocating for him just to be seen rightly. That was the first thing. Um, and we were really going from pillar to post, even to find the correct type of help. So I had started researching like crazy, trying to figure out what can I be doing at home, going from one person to another. And I realized that nobody is as interested in my child more than I am. No one is as invested in seeing the best come out of them than I am. So with much fear and trepidation, <laughs> um, that with, but with that crystal clear in my mind, we decided, okay, well, why don't we do one more year? Because we were seeing growth in him um, and all the naysaying and all the sort of negativity was really not true at all. We just needed to find a different approach for him. And so that's what led us into this decision to homeschool. And I promise you, it was really just year by year saying, oh, we can see growth. Let's carry on. We took it one year by year because I was actually really intimidated by the idea of making that decision that we are homeschoolers. Um, really grateful and very thankful to say that after after these 10 years of one year by one year, one, one year, oh. we started, yeah, we started seeing so much growth and we started seeing the bigger picture that what started off as a need actually opened up to an incredible opportunity that we would not have walked into did we not have, quote unquote, a problem to deal with. Um, and so that's how we got into this decision. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's an interesting story, but 
got a way of working, right? <laughs> if he probably came to you directly, you know, you probably would have resisted, right? <laughs> and here you are. Yeah, I'm very, very, very grateful. Sometimes we we say, "Oh, I'll never do this. I'll never do that," um, and and I did. I knew of homeschooling families, and I told myself, "Oh, I will never do that. I will never do that." So never say never. Um, sometimes we say these things because we have a limited um, view of the thing we say no to, until you your eyes are opened and you can see a lot more clearly. And despite the fears, you actually zero in on the purpose and the opportunity behind it. And you're able to then put one foot in front of the other and go towards that, um, towards that, that, that goal. Um, so I'm excited. It's really the best thing that could have happened to our family. Um, yeah. So I'm very grateful. That's that's wonderful, and I'm sure you're not seeing that mighty. And I I think I can agree with you. I I have similar sentiments, you know. And it's interesting that you said just the first day. I think that's the story for the let's just do this for one year. That was that was our story. We'll do it for one year, and then we'll see. That we could always go back to school, you know. Because not like we hate school or anything. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um, but there we are, right? You're yep. five years in. We just started. Uh, you are ten years. We just started our sixth year. Year by year. Oh, well, well <laughs> So little by little. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're curious. You're the first person from South Africa that we're interviewing. Um, so I know you're not ethnically from South Africa, but you live there and you've lived there for many years. So um, with this question, I think you can answer it. Can you tell us about what homeschooling is like in South Africa? Um, is it something that's accepted by many um, or not? And does that make it difficult? You know, just tell us. We're just curious. Yeah. So oh, it's South Africa, I mean, right now is it's in a very exciting place in terms of homeschooling. I can't how much homeschooling has grown in the last 10 years. When we first started homeschooling, there were like sprinklings of families here and there. It was, it was, it was still that we thing that strange people did. Um, <laughs> um, it really, really, it really was. You, you didn't, you wouldn't find homeschoolers around you um, readily. There were really very few people homeschooling in South Africa, but um, some, you know, many years ago, it grew out of people who just were living far away from um, accessing schools. It started like that on farms and things like that. But now I can't, there has been such a boom of homeschoolers. Um, I would say in the last four years, there's been such an acceleration yeah. of homeschooling. And I think it's because um, people have become um, very, in some ways, some people have become disillusioned in the typical traditional school system um, because what Sometimes what it it has promised hasn't delivered, um, and people have then decided to take matters into their own hands. Um, 
And more and more and more. I mean, there's I belong to a homeschooling South Africa um, Facebook group, and there are over twenty thousand um, people there. Wow, that's a huge number. Yeah, a huge number, and that's of those who have had the courage to actually um, put their hands up and say, "Yes, I'm homeschooling." That's just, I think, it's we're scratching the surface. There, there are many, many families homeschooling in the city of Pretoria where we live. In ten years ago, we were. I joined a small homeschooling group that met um, every once a month, every Friday in the park. And we were probably about 12 people in that in that small little group. Obviously, Pretoria is a big place. And so just in my sort of sphere, there was just about 12 people. And now you have to work very hard not to get distracted by all the homeschooling activities going on um, around. So there is really such a growing um, interest and love for finding alternatives that work for people. And what I love about homeschooling in South Africa, it's as diverse as our beautiful rainbow nation. You find every approach of homeschooling um, out there. You find pan-African homeschooling. Um, you find um, classical education. You find eclectic homeschoolers, unschoolers, name it. They are there. Um, and that's really, really exciting. And I think um, now people who don't homeschool know a huge time. I mean, within circles of friendships and influence, everyone knows a homeschooler somewhere. That's 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 what it is like oh. now. So it's grown a lot um, and it's very exciting to see that. Um, and there's so many people finding different variations of homeschooling. So you've got people who, especially during the lockdown, during the lockdown, there was a massive exodus of people out of the schooling system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of virtual online options opening up everywhere. Um, and the more you see new curriculum providers popping up, that you, it gives you a sense that there's a demand for this stuff, right? Um, so it's really, really exciting to see that happening in South Africa. Um, obviously, I've got, I've had the privilege of living outside of South Africa. You know, I mean, our, our American friends are pioneers in the homeschooling uh, movement, and it was interesting for me to get a taste of homeschooling in America. And so I'm often seeing where we are at in South Africa. So we still, we're growing, but there's still a lot of um, legitimacy and credibility in terms of people coming through it and getting access into university that's still growing here, but it's happening. So it's, it's, it's exciting to see that. That is really exciting to hear. Uh, now I feel like I must really miss it, South Africa. Definitely. You see, you should come. Definitely. <laughs> and I can't wait, you know, for all these, I haven't been to, you know, many places, a few African countries, but um, I can't wait till it's like it is like what you're describing in many other places because, well, currently in our city, unless all the homeschoolers are hiding, I just know that. <laughs> I had know that I can count 50 families, probably not, maybe 30. Yes. So it's exciting to hear this 20,000. That's a huge number. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Wow. So thanks. Thanks for, you know, painting that picture for us. And I think that it makes us hopeful because sometimes it, you know, it does feel a bit lonely depending on where you are. You know, we, when, when we first moved to Abuja and I hadn't met, I think I met one little school at, and then it was like that. And then a second one, you know, for a long time and there wasn't really an active group and it, you know, it begins to feel lonely. Um, but it's nice when you, you find more and more people. So that's encouraging because we know that one day, hopefully we'll get there too. Yeah. So, um, let's get to the, the main matter for today. Right. <laughs> uh, so we know that one of the questions that homeschoolers are, as I, Hands down, I bet if if we do a, if we take a poll, well, almost every homeschooler will say they've been asked this question about you know the socialization of their children and yeah, how the kids gonna be socialized, blah blah blah. So um, <laughs> obviously, you can tell my point of view <laughs> when it comes to the matter. But let's hear from you. Let's hear from you. Let's hear from somebody else. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know, I, it's, you know what I find interesting about that question? I'm always, whenever people say that, I realize that when we may not be talking about the same thing, like when you say, how are the children going to be socialized? What I always say, tell me what you mean by that. Because people have so many ideas in their minds when they say, when they ask that question. And I find that sometimes it's well-meaning, right? It's well-meaning because they've they've coined a word that they throw out there. Basically, they're trying to say, how is your child going to turn out to be a normal human being? Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, that, that how they're not going to act and behave and think like someone from space, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That whole sentiment, okay. So that that's what they're asking. And it's a very interesting question. And I would love, um, my husband and I used to sit and chat about where did this actual, where did it come from? Where did it enter in the minds of people that that is the primary concern often that they have? Who put that into anyone's head? Why don't you ask something like, oh, that's very interesting. So how are they going to, really be educated you know tell me how this thing works why is socialization the thing that comes out i it i find so bizarre it feels like it's a buzzword that people have heard somewhere and they haven't really stopped to unpack um what they actually mean and why why it's actually a concern it's almost like suddenly just because you're not in school something weird is about to happen, right? I think it speaks to the, um, to be honest, so I'm going to be, I'm going to give you honesty. I think it does speak to the way we have idolized school. Mm-hmm. There's there's a bit idolizing of school. And so in our minds, school is that place where that mysterious thing happens to children and they come out shiny and smooth and all well ready for life, right? Never mind that we don't really understand. We have no proof that that's actually what does the trick, right? Yes. But we we we've 
really elevated school um, higher than anything else. And um, years ago when I, see, this topic really interested me because I, I've kept a journal of my homeschooling journey um, since the very beginning. I, I, that's one thing I've done. And I, I remember in that first year, in that first year, I was so annoyed by all the questions about what about socialization. I actually you should ask my husband. I was like, my love really annoys me. I'm literally going to dig into this thing. I'm going to because I knew from my um so I studied um to become a social worker and I did in as part of my training we did psychology and sociology, etc. And socialization was one of the topics that we covered in my sociology um, classes, right? And so it bothered me that I knew people didn't know what they were talking about because why is this a problem? And basically when, pe- when, when we define socialization, I always think that you know people can use it loosely as how are people going to socialize? How are we going to talk to people, make friends? But actually socialization is a little bit more serious than that, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's the way that throughout your childhood from when you are a child, crawl, a baby crawling out, you come out of your mom's womb, you look around and somebody points at something and says food and tells you this is food, right? So yeah. if you learn, start learning about the world around you yeah. and you start forming ideas, you start forming impressions, then you start behaving in a certain way that is actually in line with what it is to be a human being as opposed to uh, an, an sort of instinctive yeah. animal out there in the jungle. You know, did you, did you ever watch that movie Tarzan? Yes, but I remember it faintly, but yeah. So, so remember Tarzan. Tarzan gets born in the jungle somewhere and he gets raised by, who, who does he get? He gets raised by these animals, right? Or is it apes, basically, yeah. right? And Tarzan, basically, he's he's all human, but he behaves like, you know, he, he hasn't wanted that social life. Or he's yes. socialized as an ape. <laughs> yeah. So Tarzan was socialized to be an ape, okay? So Tarzan's environment shaped his behavior, his mannerisms, everything, literally, right? Now, okay, let's ask ourselves a question. Is it possible for a child, right, to be in an environment with people, with a family, etc., and fail to become um, socially um, um, well-shaped and formed? Um, and not just socially, but to have the skills that they need in order to function well, to survive, to make their own way, to, to grow literally from, because at every stage of development, there are certain things that are appropriate, appropriate developmentally. And when we're talking about socialization, we're saying there are certain things that you need to learn. There's certain things you need to grow into. There's certain things you need to be able to do as a human being. And there, we want to make sure that that happens, right? And it is true that if you are living in a very isolated space, right? But even that isolation, if you have a family, a family can be living isolated. It doesn't mean that that child is not going to be socialized. 
you need a few ingredients to to actually um to actually create a, a disaster right you need a few you need you need some very unhealthy things happening in a child's life so that they get shaped into a way that is very unpleasant actually right and and for me homeschooling does not e- automatically equate alarm bells and and let it doesn't unless the opposite isn't it in the opposite but unless your reason for homeschooling is one that is very unhealthy yes. so for me those people there are people who homeschool because they want to keep their children away from this bad world out there right that they need to literally so it's a very fear based kind of decision and it's unhealthy but it's not because they're homeschooling that those children are going to turn out bad because you find in schools you have those unhealthy people <laughs> i i'm sorry to put it this way but sometimes the fruit that you see is as a result of something going on right it's not because of the decision to homeschool i promise you if the if the family is a healthy space right mm-hmm. and the ch- the parents are for the interests of the child you do need to be intentional i'm not saying that everything comes automatic and you can just you do need to be intentional as a homeschool as a homeschooling family to create these opportunities and to make sure that you, what your child needs to exercise outside of the the four walls of your home actually happens right mm-hmm. but it needs it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that homeschooling automatically means that there should be alarm bells actually you should think about the homeschooling parent as someone who's really invested in their child yes absolutely good and that person actually is poised to create appropriate opportunities for that that for their child now there are situations where some children honestly if we all look scan all of our children right they're so different right some yeah. children of very um outgoing some kids are very introverted now for the introverted child who is very happy <laughs> in their own little world right forms can pose a challenge for that intro- that particular child because they won't naturally all on their own wake up in the morning and seek out opportunities to be with people right yeah. um so that that means that the parents recognizing that needs to be even more um active in creating opportunities for that child to then develop some skills because men if you if you left alone as an introvert like extremely yeah you will you not um practice certain skills that you actually need in life because you will gravitate naturally towards where you comfortable right but that's not because of homeschooling right that's because of just your makeup and it's for me um it's it's really important to burst you know burst that bubble altogether um are there challenges that you have to overcome when you're homeschooling yes do you have to be more intentional about creating these opportunities um definitely yes you do but it doesn't mean that your child cannot learn the skills that they can 
um, really build the confidence to not be a person who is good at being in a group, a group player or um, a cool person, right? Says all the right things, has the lingo. For me, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for my children to be able to be meaningfully engaged in the world around them, right? But it does start at home. It starts with having a secure sense of who you are. It's a, it starts with knowing that you are loved, you are seen, you are heard, right? It yeah. starts with parents who right? They love you. And then from that basis, you can go out into the world and actually make an impact, not looking for belonging, but looking for ways in which to meaningfully um, bring and express who you are in those spaces. So yeah, that's, I could say a lot, but um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you. you have you have articulated that very, very, very well. Thank you, thank you so much. And I was just thinking when you were speaking that you know even with that introverted child, school does not necessarily promise that they are going to be what can I say adequately socialized because they could go to school and still you know be in their little well maybe they may be forced sometimes to partake in a but I know my daughter will tell me even when they're in, she takes some virtual classes, right? That there are some people that when they're put into groups, you know, breakout groups, or the, over the over the course of the term, they're in groups, and these people never speak anyway. <laughs> so you could have, you could have that. It could, it could really happen anyway, and anywhere. Yes. Yeah, so it's it, this is I. I so wanted us to talk about this because I I feel like this was a concern of mine, right? And maybe because I had heard it and I've probably asked this question to before. Mm-hmm. Um and so before homeschooling, it's like, oh, for the kids, you know, it wasn't exactly socialization. I don't think I used the word, but I was thinking like their friendships, how's the how's that going to be? And I quickly found out that it wasn't a problem. And mm-hmm. but the bigger your homeschool community, and it doesn't even have to be homeschoolers, because that's one of the things people say, well, you know, their friends are only homeschoolers. Well, can I also say your friends are only like, I don't know, private <laughs> or public schoolers? Doesn't even matter, you know. Um, and it's not only within the homeschool circles that lots of these families get together. We have churches we attend. We have, you know, friends from other walks of right? And they have children and just have different avenues for socialization. So um, it's not really a pro- problem. Well, I think I'm saying the same thing as you're saying. But it's good for parents who are very concerned about this. And because of this, a lot of people are kind of on the fence. Like they think they want to homeschool, but then, you know, the socialization thing is such a big thing in their minds that they're afraid, you know, to take this step. That's why I wanted us to kind of pass that many and let people know that it's, it's you are doing this already. Like you say, you're doing this. You actually have to work really hard to not socialize your child, if I, if I put that correctly. We'll have to wrap up here. But we will continue this conversation in our next episode, so do join us then. 
Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast.